right. Yeah. Reading you with the Holy Words, peace. Peace be multiplied, Pastor. On, on last Sunday, those four young ladies came up and talked about their careers. They had done a great job, didn't they? Yeah. And for you all that weren't here, that look on the website and you can pull those young ladies up. They had a lot to say. And we were talking about being distracted. And the reason we brought them up, they all went to college, got their degrees. They're in different activities. And uh, we want you to know that uh, everyone has what I call po. Potential. Yeah. But every, just, just having potential is not going to get you where God would have you to be. You have to do the work. And you got to remember, everyone has, is God gifted. You all do know that. God has put gift and he's insta installed gifts in you. But the scripture that I use all the time, uh, uh, Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy you. He doesn't want you successful. That's just a fact. You see, do you know why they probably got cured for a lot of sicknesses, but they won't put those on the market because they can't make money off well people? Right. Does that make sense? Right. Well, you know, there, there's a solution for every problem that an individual has. But uh, nobody's going to open that up because you can't make money on mentally stable people, right? And so what we do is we got to understand that that's what Satan has come to do. Every one of you, there's no age limit of your potential of what God would have you to do. That's a lie that we talk about over the hill at 40. You know, America does that. You ain't even got to the hill at 40. You see, you're not over the hill until you can't breathe anymore, right? And so the thing of it is, is everybody in here, you have potential. But you remember, Satan wants to take that. He wants to steal that. He wants to kill that. Well, Jesus says, I come that they may have life and life more abundantly. He wants you to have life and life more abundantly. Well, then you know Satan wants to take that from you. That just makes sense. Anything that God wants to gift you with, uh, that old devil wants to take that from you. And so he has, we, we, remember, we're doing the 16 deadly deeds, right? And then the scripture says Satan uh, uh, shouldn't get advantage of us because we're not ignorant of his devices. Well, one of his devices is distraction. We didn't finish it last week, is distraction. The, the easiest way to take somebody's potential away is to get them distracted. Does that make sense? You see, and many of you probably can understand that. You've been on your journey, especially some of you are a little older. You've been on your journey and you've said this, that many of us have said, I wish I knew then what I know now, right, <laughs> you, you see? And so what we're saying is, I wish I hadn't got distracted. If I hadn't got distracted, where would I be now? Well, and so well, we can help uh, our young people to, to understand that and our children and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, if, if you're in that situation, to know that distraction is a weapon that the devil uses to steal and kill and destroy you as an individual, as a person. Does that make sense? <clears throat> and distraction comes in many ways. It can be in any, any, any form. You have to be, see, and we're gonna give you some uh, examples here. We're supposed to stay focused. I've been watching track all week. They've been having NCAA Devil, uh, Division I track. And uh, all of those people that they interviewed, and most of them would say, uh, I trust my training. I just done what coach told me. I trust my training. Well, here's what we in here. I'm kind of like a spiritual coach to you, giving you this information. If you take this information and trust it, you'll be successful. It's the person that doesn't take the information. See, just reading the Bible ain't going to cut it. 
You got to, you got to be physically, you know, I, call, I call it uh, spiritual muscle. You got to trust the, 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 the gymnastics, I mean, excuse me, the gym, uh, the spiritual muscle you're getting in Bible study, meditating and praying. Does that make sense? So that when the race of life gets to you and you're going to, there's always kind of distractions, always distractions that you can stay focused on your calling. Does that make sense? And for somebody in here that's older in your 70s like me, quit telling that lie. God ain't through with you. You're breathing. So God ain't through with you, right? So at any age, distraction. Now listen, you remember I call it the human junkyard? We don't want to end up in the human junkyard. You know what that means is we allowed Satan uh, to wreck us. Y'all look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, you know, you ever go by cars and you see the junkyard out there? Yeah, you know, brand new cars, they've been, been wrecked and tore up. Well, some people's lives are like that, right. you see. And so we don't want to end up in the human junkyard, right? So we, we here at Christ Temple North, we've decided to do it God's way. We've decided to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the direction he would have us to go, and we refuse to be distracted. Now, I'm going to use some uh, uh, scriptures on distraction, and I want you to understand that. Now, listen to me. Who's in your ear? Remember I done that? You got to remember who's in your ear. Because some people get in your ear, they will distract you from what God has called you to do. Does that make sense what I'm talking about? I'm very, wait a minute, you can love folks, but they can be the wrong folk in your ear. Well, come on. You see, and I I don't like this thing, but you don't understand, and all the counseling, I've heard this many times, but you don't understand I love him, I love her. No, 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 no. I ain't loving nobody enough to be in a train wreck for him. And most of us said it at an age where we didn't know what love was in the first place. Some of y'all say amen to me, right? So th- this, yeah, right. Because, you know, come on, can I, can I keep going? Satan can send somebody in, in your life that you think you're in love with to distract you, but that's a, you, your enemy ain't the one the furthest away from you. That's right. Can't use nobody downtown. He's got to be using, you know? Uh, uh, some of y'all went to school, and you remember what Caesar said when he was being stabbed? Oh, and you too, Brutus? Who was his friend? Brutus, but the other people talked Brutus into stabbing his friend. Isn't that right? If you go to the Psalms, you can look it up. The Psalms said, David says, it wouldn't have been so bad if it hadn't been one I broke bread with and drunk wine with. Right? Right? And I'm going to help you out. Some of y'all watched The Godfather? And The Godfather, remember when he was talking to his son? He told him, keep your your enemies far away and keep your friends in your bosom. You know why I said keep your friends in the bosom? Keep an eye on them because you know who they are, right? You see, so this is what we want to do. And see, people, I know you don't like sometimes my style, but I like it. So anyway, (laughs) you see, so we're talking about life lessons here. You see, don't raise your hand because people get all concerned in your business. Have you ever filed bankruptcy? Got distracted, right? Health-wise, got distracted because everything that we get, see, everybody got high blood pressure, come on here, it's not hereditary. Huh? It's the table, the lack of exercise, the lack of discipline. And you go to the store and you get distracted and start eating stuff you ain't got no business eating. Huh? You know what I'm saying? You see? Okay. So, you know, so, you know, now you can go to the store. You know, if you're an alcoholic, it's pretty tough because they even sell that quick trip, I think, don't they? So you can go any place. So you need to go in there, get a, get a card so you don't even go in there. Because let me tell you, it distracts you. You see, you, I, I've, I've watched sometimes, and, and uh, we had some young people come from um, uh, 
going to school. They were going to school, okay? He, Isaac's all right. You don't need any help, y'all. He's taking care of his business. Y'all got distracted already. Now I'm up here talking about being distracted. They didn't even last there 30 seconds. Lord, help us. Not even 30 seconds. I'm telling you, oh, Lord, Lord, but you put me in this position. I'm trusting you that I'm supposed to be here talking about distraction, even though they're getting distracted. All right. So here, so here we go with it. See? You see how easy it is to get distracted? Right? It's very easy to get distracted. So here we go with distraction. Say distraction. Distraction. And it means? It is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. See, see, you know what you're supposed to be giving your full attention to. You know that. But distraction will cause you to be looking somewhere else. All right? It's also extreme agitation of mind or emotions. So it can get, remember, I tell you about your emotions. Get out your emotions. When you're in your emotions, you can't hear what's being said. Right? Sister Gwen cannot distract me unless I allow her to distract me or vice versa. Do you understand? I'm the problem there by allowing my to be. She's the problem there. I'm using this because I don't hurt anybody's feelings. And we have a really, one thing that we try not to do is distract the other one. We try to support the other one. I don't want to be a distraction in her life. She don't want to be a distraction in my life. All right, does that make sense? Here we go. Now, Jesus had just got through, I want you all to hear me. Jesus had just got, I think that's where we're going next. Jesus had just got through feeding 5,000 folks with lunch. He took somebody's lunch and fed 5,000 folk, Mm -hmm. right? And all the disciples were there. Now, that's deep. When you see somebody, huh, feed 5,000 folk. Now, that'd be just like me. If you all was with me, and everybody was hungry in here, and somebody bought a sandwich and an apple, and I fed all of you, and then had a whole bunch left over, you would think, man, pastor, walk on water. Come on. You would think? Here we go. And this is coming from Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 30. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. So he had been doing what he was supposed to have been doing, and then he told the disciples, Here's what I want you all to do. Y'all go to the other side. And they said, okay, because he had to go and do some praying. All right? While he was dismissing the crowd, and after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And so this is one thing about Jesus. There was a lot of meditating and praying. And so he's done done his work. He's probably praising God. He's fed 5,000 people. He told the the fellas, y'all just go, and I'll catch up with you later. All right? Later that night, he was there alone. All right. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land. So here we go. You know, the boat's already out there because they were obedient. They'd done what he told them to do, and they went on out there in the boat, right? Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Yeah, Lordy. Then shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And Jesus said, hey, well, I need to catch up with the fellas. And I've been done and fed 5,000 people. They saw me do that. They've seen all the miracles doing it. So this shouldn't be a problem. I'll just catch up with them. And I don't have any highway. I'll just walk on the water. That's what it says. All right. All right. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. What? How are you going to be scared? You done seen a man for 
5,000 folks with lunch and stuff left over. Healing blind folks doing all this, surely he can walk on water. Isn't that something? If Pastor Fields would say, okay, somebody give me a dollar and I'd turn it into millions and everybody be a millionaire in here, you wouldn't be, you'd think I could walk on water. Well, Y'all would like for me to be able to do that. You come down and watch me walk on water too, would you? <laughs> Again, they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost, and cried out in fear. They're terrified. It's got to be a ghost. And they were feared. Okay, here we go. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. He Don't said, be afraid. Said, take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. It's a simple thing to him. He would have thought that they've, hey, guys, you've all seen me do all these great miracles. Well, you should know I can walk on water. All right? Lord, if it is you, Peter replied. And there's always one. <laughs> all right? Peter said, Lord, wait, hold on. Lord, what? If it if, is you. If it is you. He said, tell me to come to you on the water. Tell me to come to you on the water. And, and what did Jesus say? Come, he said. He said, well, come on. He said, come on. Mm -hmm. All right. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Yeah, he actually did it. You got to give him credit. He actually did. He got out of the boat and started walking on water. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like you ever start out being successful and doing what you need to do and doing the work and being responsible you're doing everything God had promised to do. You're leaning on God's promises, and God has promised you to do these things. Well, you know you can make it the rest of the way. Come on. You, see, you understand? Let's see what happens here. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out. He began to look around, and he saw the wind, and began to sink. This is what's happening to some folk up in here. You started out, finish it. Got distracted for what was going on around you, and you'll sink. Somebody here knows what I'm talking about. All right? Peter said, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and yeah. caught him. Well, at least he knew who'd call on him. Lord, save me. And he, re he reached out and pulled him up. Right? And this is what Jesus says. He says, you of little faith. Jesus said, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? He said, why did you doubt? Remember, I talked about doubt. It's one of the double uh, 16 uh, Ds. Why did you doubt? It was doubt. Let me see. Listen to me. Distraction will cause you to doubt, and when you doubt, you sink. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It started with the distraction, and the distraction caused you to doubt, okay, and you begin to sink. Many men and many women have walked and was on the right path, the right direction, going the right way, got distracted, began to doubt, and they sunk. And that person that could have been very successful, that could have been very successful for their family and their community, sunk. Because they got distracted and they doubt. Do you know who you are? Do you know who God created you to be? Don't get distracted. Come on. And you'll doubt and you'll sink. And other people pay the price when you sink. That's right. Do you all understand it? And I got this down like I repeat. Brother Nathan was talking about one of the guys at Ford was listening to uh, the CD, uh, whatever we do. 
And he said, well, he, re he repeats himself a lot because he wants you to get it. I'm going to do three of these things then. I want you to get it. I'm sick of people sinking, starting out walking, going the right direction, solid in your life. Got everything you need to do to be successful. God has blessed you with talents and abilities. Got halfway out there and started looking at what's going on around you, getting distracted, start doubting. Well, maybe God didn't call me to do this. Maybe I'm not qualified to do this. Mm. You didn't know what color you was until you got halfway out there. Come on, come on, come on. I said it. Come on. I said that. You didn't know you were, oh, you didn't think about being a female until you got halfway out there. Well, I can't do this as a man's thing. Really? He wouldn't have called you to do it. Come on. When he called you to do it, look at my mouth. He gave you the tools to be successful. You see, Satan comes to kill the steal and destroy. And what he done is he got you distracted and you got to doubt. Now, I'm not qualified to do something that I was qualified to do it by God. But now I'm doubting that God called me to do this. Because maybe nobody else has done it before. Whatever well, thing, nobody's done it before until somebody done it. Come on. Come on here, right? Do y'all know who President Obama was? You know he's a black man, right? Biracial, right? Y'all know, know him, right? Yeah, he shouldn't have been there, right? He should have looked to see what color he was and said, no, I can't be the first president of the United States. Do you understand it? And then they had some cat telling him he wasn't even American. I said it, right? That's right. <laughs> you know, trying to do everything he could to get who? The Americans to doubt that he was an American. Am I, doing, am I talking? But he didn't get caught up in it, right? He knew what he was called to do, to be the first. Some of you in here can be the first at something. God's called you to do it. He's given you the tools to do it. Amen. Don't doubt him. Don't get distracted. I know this is good for you. I wish somebody told, I'd have loved. Is anybody in here under 18? Somebody in here under 18? All right, raise your hands. I wished I'd have been sitting in somebody's church at 18 years old, and somebody told me this. Fifteen, sixteen. Now I'm gonna help some of you out. Anybody under thirty? Under thirty? I wish to God I'd have been sitting someplace and somebody would have told me this. You see, because then I would have understood that Satan was coming to kill, to steal, and destroy what God has called me to do. Right. And I was uh, see, see. Let me see. Some of you all are looking for jobs. Well, I don't know if I'm qualified. Who's supposed to qualify you? Well, God qualifies you. You're qualified. You see? Now, I'm going to say this as a joke. You can laugh, but there's a man that's president of the United States right now, right? Who definitely ain't qualified. No, because you should be a politician, right? No, I ain't cutting him. I'm just saying you should be a politician, right? This man ain't never been a politician. So he didn't believe he wasn't qualified. And people say he's stupid. Well, you can't be stupid and be a billionaire and president of the United States, right? right. You see what I'm saying? You see, we need... No. But we're sitting in our little rooms, well, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not going to put in for this job. No, I'm qualified to do it if God called me to do it. Come on. Because that means I'm going to be the first non-qualified person doing this job. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? All right, here we go. I have no clue where we're at. We're going to read from the voice. All righty. Starting in verse 29, it said, Peter stepped out of the boat onto the water and began walking toward Jesus. But when he remembered how strong the wind was. Got caught up and remembered how strong the wind was. The same wind was blowing when we was in the boat. Right. 
this blowing when you got out the boat, when you started walking, ain't nothing changed. The wind has been blowing. That's right. All right. Keep going, please. His courage caught in his throat, and he began to sink. His courage got all caught up. I can't do this. And he began to sink. Where's your courage? Where's your courage? Where's your courage? If God told you to get out the boat and start walking, get out of the boat and stop walking. Come on. Where's your courage? He's standing up and the wind's blowing. Keep focusing on him. Don't lose courage when the winds of life blow. You just keep walking towards Jesus. Are y'all with me this morning? Uh, he didn't tell you there wasn't going to be no storms. He just told you you're going to be successful. All right? He didn't tell you that the, all the teachers are going to like you. He just told you you're going to be successful. My granddaughter is, uh, was going to Mid-America. Uh, Y'all know Mid-America College out there. And she was in high school taking some extra courses. And she was 4.8. And so when she, and, and she was going to take these classes to get ahead, and the teacher in the class she was taking it, I can't even pronounce because she's going into nursing, uh, said that nobody gets A's in his class. Told everybody that, you know, some teacher's got an ego. And told everybody that, and she was upset because she got her first B plus. I never got one, so I don't know how it feels. <laughs> but, it was, but, but, it was, but she got her first B plus. I mean, that's the only time she had never got, that's the lowest she had ever got all the way through school. And so she was upset. She's going to take this college course because they was going to drop her below 4.0, okay? And she was really upset about that. Well, she got her grades and all that, and she graduated from high school at 4.3. But the thing of it is, is that guy was set there to cause her to be distracted. Yeah, you can pray on him. So he may not, nobody else may not have passed this class, but you're going to give me a good grade on this class because you, you don't know who I am. Uh, gee, I'm walking towards Jesus, and I can't hear what you're saying, because I'm going, I'm going to pass this class, right? You can do that with jobs. That's right. Sister Etta would tell you that I told her I prayed for a job at Hallmark, and I don't want to do nothing. Did I get a job where I done nothing? Yeah. yeah. I, no, this is a true story. I done, she tell me, I, what, she came down to where I was working, I was doing exactly nothing. Yeah, 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 I was walking around, yeah, just acting like I was doing stuff. Because I asked for that. No, that's a true story. That for years, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't do nothing. Yeah. And so folks, how did he get that job? I prayed for that job because I wanted to, and, and I thought that they owed that to me. Yeah, wait, you know what? Can I say it? Y'all going to come back to church next Sunday? Here's what I said. I've been cleaning them white bathrooms, white folks' bathrooms in the 60s when we couldn't work no place else. It's, not, it's the 80s and 70s now. I ain't cleaning no bathrooms. I paid my dues. God gave me a job where I do nothing. He gave me a job and I do it. That's what happened. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Don't y'all be embarrassed. Come on. That's right. Yeah, that happens. You know, y'all don't know how old I am. So you folks walking around here now, goody, goody, goody. You couldn't do that back in the 60s. That's right. But I'm goody, goody, goody now because God has blessed me. See? You see? see? So I know. Don't get distracted. Say that. I'm not going to get distracted. Not going to get distracted. Right. That's why some people can't come to church all the time on Sunday. Anything can happen. Oh, I don't feel good. Well, you're going to be sick at home. Yeah. I'm hurting. You're going to be hurting at home. 
You see, I'm going to let nothing distract me because let me tell you when you need to come to church is when you ain't feeling good. That's right. Satan's what that is the message that you need to hear. And most people miss the message they need to hear because Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. So he kills them and steals from them and destroys them so they don't get the message that's going to empower them. I thought I'd put that in. Keep going. That's all right. After Jesus reached out for Peter and caught him, he says, Oh, you of little faith. He says, well, Where's your faith? He said, Oh, you little faith. Do you know why folks don't make it? Lack of faith. Here's what we say in this church. You all haven't been here long. You can't be a Christian and be average. Let me go over here because anybody hear me over here. You can't be a Christian and be average. I was average before I became a Christian. Come on. Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? It's the lack of faith that causes us to be what? Average. The lack of faith will cause you to be average. And if you average, don't blame that on God. It's your lack of faith. All right? There's too many average Christians. That's why the world looks at us and say, well, I'm better than that. Come on. We're not average in here. That's right. And if you are average in here, that means you've got average faith. Y'all can say amen to that. I'm talking to somebody next to you, all right? I've never seen church folks pull. When you get in their face, they don't like that. When I'm in your face, God called me to teach a ministry for broken people and people that need a refuge. If you're broken and you need a refuge, you don't need somebody patting you on the back. That's right. All right, here we go. All right, let's go. Jesus then said to Peter, why did you doubt and dance back and forth between following me and heeding fear? So what do you doubt? And start dancing back and forth. Are you in here? Don't say amen, but you may be in here just, just between you and God. Dancing, I'm this, and I'm this, and I love the Lord. Lord, where you at? And, uh, quit dancing. Get your feet planted. You see? Either be on one side or the other. You see? Are you, did God create you? Then don't dance. If he created you, he created you to be special. That's right. Amen? All right. So don't doubt. And doubt is a feeling of uncertainty. Why are you uncertain? Let me tell you, you will get distracted when people start talking to you and questioning you, should you be in that position? And then you start doubting yourself. You see? That's right. You understand that? You know how people get in bad relationships? Satan tells them, well, this is the best you can do. Nobody heard me, God. Maybe. Hello, Walt. So I, do you know why people get in bad relationships? Because Satan tells them they can't do any better. Well. Let me see. You know why people get in bad relationships? Satan tells them, you know better. All right. Pastor Dowd is also a lack of conviction. Are you convicted by Christ and him crucified? Where's your faith? I'm going to say something, and you can call it arrogant if you want to. Pastor feels unstoppable. That's right. That's right. He's unstoppable. 
Folks call me arrogant. I, don't, I call it bold in the Holy Ghost. How am I going to be a child of God and be jelly-legged? Weak. Doubting. Isn't that right? On yesterday, Brother DJ called some of the men of faith in the church, and we met him down at Central. But you know, they, they need some prayer at Central. And of course, he called Pastor Fields. And Pastor Fields went down there, and we got the men, he got the men in a circle, and anointed the men before, in the parking lot. Done scripture and prayer in the parking lot and put the anointing on them. We went in Central High School, right? And prayed and touched everything up in there. Pastor Fields was anointing doors, doorknobs, water fountains, lockers. Y'all laughing, y'all cute it is? You need to do it in your own house. That's why Satan's killing you. Right, that's right. <laughs> that's why he's tearing you and your house up. We touched everything in there, went across the street to the track, walked around the track, prayed, and anointed stuff over there because God called DJ, okay, to be at Central. He gave him the tools called Christ Temple North and right. the men of faith. That's, right. that's how it works. That's how it works. You understand what I'm saying? Come on here. Come on. You're getting defeated because of your lack of faith. That's right. That's and Satan right. is stealing from you God's blessings to you because your lack of faith and your doubt in who God called you to be. Do you understand? You know, last night, because I'm just all excited about it. Last night, you know, I came, uh, when I first came up here, you know, there was no second, you lived in the neighborhood. They call it the hood. That's where it came from. And, you know, they had projects and all that. And I had some little apartments and some little all this stuff. And, and we had, we lived in an apartment and got a house. And I was up here last night, got a very nice house, living in here. And I was up here looking out the window, just grinning. The water sprinkles on water in the grass. I remember when I used to have to get out there with a hose. And I use Isaac's old saying, all, he says it all the time, ain't God good, can't he do it? Right, uh, right. You've got to have faith for that stuff to happen. You're living lower than your means, and you're in here. You're living lower than your means because of the lack of your faith. You know, God don't do stuff just because you're a Christian. He goes by your faith. That's right. You get saved, no matter who you are, but you've got to have faith to climb the ladder of success. That's just the way it works. Isn't that right? All right, here we go. And finally, doubt is to have no confidence in someone or something. Where's your confidence at? I have confidence in God. I have confidence in God. You see? I have confidence in God. I know who he is, and I receive his blessings. I want you to be the same. All right? And finally, from the message. Here we go. And I like this one, Pastor, because... He was excited. All right. It says, jumping out of the boat, Yeah. Peter excited. walked on the water with yeah. Jesus. He's excited now, man. Shoot. You know, he had a crowd, too. You know how people get, they got a crowd, they get to run off at the mouth when they got a crowd. He had a crowd back there. Peter stepped out there, and y'all you know, cowards. If it's Jesus, I'm going to see if it's Jesus. He jumped on out there. Yeah. But when he looked down at the waves, churning, moving about vigorously but beneath his feet. Where'd he look? Where are you looking? Oh, 
He looked down, and guess what happened? He lost his nerve and he, started to sing. He lost his what? And started to sing. Where's your nerve at? What caused you to lose your nerve? It caused you to sing. Looking down. You see? You understand what I'm saying? Y'all getting this? All right. He cried, Master, save me. Here he goes. Jesus he didn't hesitate. Reached down, grabbed his hand, then he said, Faint heart, what got into you? He said, What got into you? And this is the question. Everybody look at me. You in here. What's got into you? What's got, I'm speaking for God. What's got into you? What's got into you? What you looking down at? What's distracting you? I called you to do this. I called you to be brave and courageous. Why are you doing this? Why are you living less than you're calling? Why are you living less than you're calling? Why, why are you faint-hearted? What's causing you to be faint-hearted? I'm speaking to you. What's caused you to be faint-hearted? You need to ask yourself. You got families in here. You need to talk about this today. What caused you to be faint-hearted? Some of you need to quit lying and tell the truth. You ain't what God called you to be. You're just doing enough. My father, you say years ago, just making ends meet. He's called you better than that. That's right. What caused you to get distracted from your calling? Could it be somebody? Mm. Could it be a, some substance? Could it be something you're looking at? Something you're hearing? Something you're eating? What's causing you to look down and get distracted and lose your nerve? And get faint-hearted. You see? Okay. So church, are you faint-hearted? Are you lacking courage? Are you timid? Are you fearful? That's what it is. Are, are you, you nervous? This is the question. This is what these words mean. Are you someone who is not confident or brave? Who are you? You need to look in the mirror when you go home. Ask yourself, who are you? Who are you? I know it works. Because I've lived worse probably than everybody up in here. Look at me. What he'll do for me, he'll do it for you. That's right. That's right. You see? They didn't know it, but I used to live two blocks from Central. Years ago, Sister Gwen and I lived in a house over there. And uh, I drive by there every now and then. It's all ragged and tore down now. And look where God delivered me from. You think he's going to deliver me from something he won't deliver you from? Come on. Come on. Huh? You see? And let me tell you something, men, man up. It was something to see men, African-American men, yes, down there doing their job. Quit blaming the children. Take it up on our shoulders and be the men. We're the problem. Fix it. If we're the problem, Sister Evelyn just gave us the tools to fix it. And so God put a God man down there with a God army to take care of a God business. Come on. You see what I'm saying? That's, right. that's what he done. And that's how he works. Say amen to that. Amen. I can do, I can do all, things all things through Christ, through Christ what strengthens me. Strengthens He's, me. Called me He's called me to perfection. To perfection. I'll expect, I expect nothing less, nothing less of, that of that in my life. In my life. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I have the tools, I have the, tools the, abilities the abilities to accomplish, to accomplish everything, everything 
God has called, God has called me, to do. me to do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. There you go.